As far as he knew, she had come from the water. But even about that, he couldn't be sure. It didn't matter how many nights they'd met on the untilled land between their houses. The last farm didn't rotate its crops and strip the soil until nothing but wild grasses would grow. It didn't matter how many stories he and Miel had told each other when they could not sleep. Him passing on his mother's fables of moon bears that aided lost travelers. Miel making up tales about his moon lamps falling in love with stars. Sam didn't know any more than anyone else about where she'd come from before he found her in the brush field. She seemed to have been made of water one minute, and the next became a girl. Someday, he and Miel would be nothing but a fairy tale. When they were gone from this town, no one would remember the exact brown of Miel's eyes, or the way she spiced ricado rojo with cloves, or even that Sam and his mother were Pakistani. At best, they would remember a dark-eyed girl, and a boy whose family had come from somewhere else. They would remember only that Miel and Sam had been called Honey and Moon, a girl and a boy woven into the folklore of this place. This is the story that mothers would tell their children. There once was a very old water tower. Rust had turned its metal such a deep orange that the whole tank looked like a pumpkin an enormous copy of the fruit that grew in the fields where it cast its shadow. No one tended this water tower anymore, not since a few strikes from a summer of lightning storms left it leaning to one side as though it were tired and slouching. Years ago, they had filled it from the river, but now rust and minerals choked the pipes. When they opened the valve at the base of the tower, nothing more than a few drops trickled out. The bolts and sheeting looked weak enough that one autumn windstorm might crumble the whole thing. So the town decided that they would build a new water tower, and that the old one would come down. But the only way to drain it would be to tip it over like a cup. They would have to be ready for the whole tower to crash to the ground. All that rusted metal, those thousands of gallons of dirty, rushing water spilling out over the land. For the fall, they chose the side of the tower where a field of brush was so dry, a single spark would catch and light it all. All that water, they thought, might bring a little green. From that field, they dug up wildflowers, chicory, and Indian paintbrush and larkspur, replanting them alongside the road so they would not be drowned or smashed. They feared that if they were not kind to the beautiful things that grew wild, their own farms would wither and die. Children ran through the brush fields, chasing away squirrels and young deer, so that when the water tower came down, they would not be crushed. Among these children was a boy called Moon, because he was always painting lunar seas and shadows onto glass and paper, and anything he could make glow. Moon knew to keep his steps and his voice gentle, so he would not startle the rabbits, but would stir them to bound back toward their burrows. When the animals and the wildflowers were gone from the brush field, the men of the town took their axes and hammers and mallets to the base of the water tower until it fell like a tree. It arced toward the ground, 
its fall slow, as though it were leaning forward to touch its own shadow. When it hit, the rusted top broke off, and all that water rushed out. For a minute, the water, brown as a forgotten cup of tea, hid the brush that looked like pale wheat stubble. But when it slid and spread out over the field, flattening the brittle stalks, soaking into the dry ground, everyone watching made out the shape of a small body.